Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, you don't need an introduction, Peter <laughs> Pascali, President CEO, Pyrogenesis Canada Inc., stock symbol, PYR, Big Board TSX, PYR, NASDAQ, and even for our friends in Europe, 8PY on Frankfurt. Uh, for those who are new to the story, all you got to know is that the company has established itself as a world leader in the design, development, manufacturing, and commercialization of advanced plasma processes and products. And we're going to go through some of those. So don't worry if you don't get all that right away. Uh, but what we're talking about today is the company's recent headline. Pyrogenesis announces 2020 results. Revenue, $17.8 million. Uh, net earnings, comprehensive income, $41.8 million. Gross margin, 58%. Backlog, $30 million. Earnings per share, $0.28. Cents. And that's only half of it. Peter, welcome back, my man. Thank, thanks for having me. Thanks Congratulations for having me. on what can, all, what can only be said is a monster year. Uh, how, are you, how do you feel and how should shareholders be feeling about such a great year? The whole team is ecstatic. Uh, you know, it's only once you put the numbers together and you look back over the year, do you realize what we've uh, truly accomplished over the year? In fact, someone had posted it somewhere, you know, all the things that we've done over the year. And I, and I turned to my team and said, well, we did all that? And we did. And we're very proud of it. We're very happy. And it seems to be continuing too. So we're excited. And on top of that, cash on your balance sheet, total clean balance sheet, $18 million as of, you know, the period ended December 31st. But as of the writing of the press release, $27 million. So here's right. what I want to ask you. Yeah. The results are fantastic. But I also think what was really amazing coming out of this press release was two things. You're talking really specifically now about repositioning and you're talking about growth. That's why I said in my intro, and that's only half of it. Because we just spoke about the results, they'd be, they'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, so we have a clean balance sheet and uh, cash on hand. So we're well positioned to execute on, on our strategies for growth. Uh, the same strategies that got us here, uh, we're going to continue. Uh, it served us well so far. And obviously, I also mentioned uh, some merger and acquisition joint venture targets. Yeah, we'll go through that. So let's talk a little bit about a couple of line items, just a couple of the big you know, financial numbers. And then I want to go into the growth because that seems to me like sure. almost the bigger story. Um, comprehensive net income. There are going to be a lot of people new to this. That's 41.8 million. Income from operations is 3.3 million. So if you can just kind of explain to people, because you don't see that very often, how that dynamic it's, comes up. So what happens is we have a strategic investment in, in one of our, our, our clients, HPQ, and uh, accounting asks you to um, mark that to market every quarter and report the difference every quarter. So uh, HPQ is a public company and they, they've been going up and so, Quarter to quarter, there was a difference in that, and um, and we had to book it, and it's, it's done after operating income because technically it's not it's not part of our operations, and that's what should be done, in my opinion, and it's, it makes a clear picture. However, um, what I would like to bring to the attention of investors at this particular point is we're we're actively involved with HPQ. Uh, they um, uh, they use us. Uh, they were our operations, our engineers. So we're it's not as if we bought Coca Cola. And Coca-Cola's management lucked out one quarter and performed and, and, and oh no, they performed well. We lucked out that quarter 
and, and put it on our balance sheet. We're very actively involved in HPQ. Um, and so I would suggest that maybe it's slightly different than Coca-Cola. Or even like uh, Tesla buying Bitcoin. You know, they might add a great quarter out of Bitcoin because they put a big part of the balance sheet into it, but they have no control of that whatsoever. And exactly. we'll talk about HPQ. There's more to say, but for now, we'll limit the HPQ conversation just to the, you know, that differentiator to explain to people. Yep. Um, the next thing, the next thing I see is earnings per share, full year, 28 cents. Great number. Yeah. But for fourth quarter, for Q4, it was 16 cents. Yeah, it's been going up every quarter uh, since the Q1. Um, the, the number that I like taking away from from all from it all is is really um, uh, increase in revenues year over year. I think we went from about four or five million last year to 17 million this year, and that's all us. Uh, it's not no impact from HPQ or anything like that. Uh, uh, 270 percent, by the way, 270 percent growth. So it's important. And, and, and the other one is is cash on hand. I mean, we have relatively no debt on our balance sheet. It's a clean balance sheet. And we have cash on hand. And I think, I can't remember who said it, but earnings per share is an opinion. Cash on hand is reality. I mean, that's that's real money there. So those are the two big takeaways is increase in revenues, cash on hand, clean balance sheet um, from, our, from our financials. So if Q4 was 16 cents per share, do you kind of, no, not, and not putting you on the spot, do you kind of expect that acceleration to continue uh, over 2021? I expect something to continue. That's all I'll commit to. <laughs> Something's right. going to continue. Fair enough. Uh, but I can't. I, we, may, we may come out uh, and give some guidance later on as, as, uh, as, as our Q1 starts uh, taking shape. Um, it's sometimes difficult to do it. Some people do it right at the quarter, you know, right when you report your year in, right at the quarter. But because our accounting has to do to some degree with percent completion, we need to have some numbers come in a little bit before we can give some... Uh, some guidance and, and, and guidance is important. We want to always, you know, meet it or exceed it. Uh, so it's important for us when we come up with guidance to um, to be relatively confident, to be confident, not relatively confident, to be confident. In it. And backlog backlog of signed contracts, $30 million. That's got to put a smile on everybody's face. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a significant number. Uh, I think our backlog a year and a half ago was 7 million. And yep. uh, some people have asked me, um, you know, does that mean you're running out of, Contracts, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. It means you got more room to bring more on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we don't, we don't, anyways, that's good. So, All right. Yeah. So we're talking about balance sheet. And I hear yeah. CEOs use this term a lot when they're cashed up, right? You've got $27 million in cash as of the date of the press release going out. Yeah. And you've got a clean balance sheet and you've got a very strong stock as currency. So you hear a term that's saying, uh, that's like, all right, we're going to take that out for a spin. You know, we're, we're going to see what we can do with this because when you got that balance sheet, you want to grow. So you specifically went through a couple of divisions, Drossright, Additive Manufacturing, better known as 3D Printing, the Plasma Torch side, and HPQ. Uh, and then talked about Synergistic Merges Acquisitions we'll get to. Can we go through each of those? Because you you kind of threw in a couple of bombs there, like Drossright, we'll just, since... That that's where you start off. We'll start off with that. No order of preference from so my if, end. If, if, I, if I may, George, I just want to preface um, so, uh, and, and highlight some of the things I've said in the past. Uh, when we started putting uh, cash, excess cash in our balance sheet was with the uplisting the Toronto Stock Exchange when we didn't need to actually do a financing, but we had we had to because we one of the requirements of uplisting as a technology company was that you did a prospectus offering in the past year and we hadn't. 
Um, what we said in the past is that we, we want to be conservative. Um, our uplisting to the Toronto Stock Exchange was just before the US election and no one knew what was going to happen after that. And still, the economy is a little bit uncertain worldwide. So having cash on our balance sheet is a conservative way to ensure that we're around you know, in the future. You know, if something happens, uh, uh, there's, there's a trip up in the marketplace, uh, uh, we, we, can, we, can, we can manage that. We can, we can or at least we, having cash you on the balance sheet. You can weather a storm. You can weather a storm. Yeah. yeah, very important. With $27 million cash on hand, yeah. uh, you could weather some pretty big storms. And I think that brings a lot of comfort to shareholders for sure. So the other thing is people are saying, you know, go take it out for a spin. Um, my background, again, I, I just want to emphasize is in merchant acquisitions. That's what I was doing in, on Wall Street with the Fortune 500 back in the 80s. Uh, and I'm very cautious about mergers and acquisitions. Very, very cautious. Uh, they make you look good on paper. And then they blow up in your face on something as, sim as simple as cultural differences or whatever it happens to be. I think I read somewhere where most, most acquisitions don't work out. Uh, most mergers and acquisitions don't work out. Uh, interesting, eh? Uh, the, um, so I'm very, 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 very cautious and very prudent. We're not going to go out on a, a gobbling spree and, 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 and start buying everything up left, right, and center. That's absolutely what's not going to happen here. And certainly not necessary when you've got Draw Strike, 3D printing, plasma torches, HPQ. So let's go through those because sure. if, if you if you had, and we'll talk about MA, but if you had, if you didn't do any MA, you've got a powerful lineup of yeah. the organic growth. So you dropped the bomb in Draw Strike. I'm reading it here. Uh, within Draw Strike, uh, the company is aggressively exploring horizontal growth opportunities. The company is currently bidding on an RFQ valued at approximately $40 million. Now you do want to go. You do go on to say that you do not yet consider it to be a high probability outcome, but you mentioned it for a reason. Um, can you can you give us a little more color on that? And is this just an indication of more RFQs and RFPs that uh, you expect to be receiving on the draw right side? So now that we're inside the fence, I like to call it the golden ticket. We get to see what's happening around draw right, you know, downstream and upstream. And there's, there's opportunities that come up to, to bid on things that are outside of the, our normal. Uh, we're, we're not talking about acquire, acquiring here. We're talking about a contract. Um, uh, so when things look easy and we can do it, uh, we, we, we bid on them. And, and now being inside the fence, there's more opportunities to tie it into our draw site uh, offering. Uh, so that's why I, I, gave, I gave it as an example, because it, it's a significant effort you, you expend, it's a significant effort when you re, re, uh, respond to a request for proposal. It's not such as something you do in the back of an envelope on, in, sure. in a bus or a, or a subway on the way home. Um, there's a lot of effort. So for us to put a lot of effort uh, means it's a, it's a real strategy that we're, home, we're, we're focusing on. And it's a part of our, also our, what I call our, our uh, coffee and donut strategy. You know, you're selling coffee. Well, if you bring donuts along at the same time, you're just adding, adding to the bottom line with, relatively little effort. It's not like you're, you're, you're creating a whole new uh, line, you need a whole new BD group or something like that. So that's why I, I articulated, so that's why I, just, I gave that as, a, as an example of what's happening. That's a great example. Um, and we were doing very well at it and we have seen no reason why we can't complete it. Uh, the only reason why I, I'm being cautious because it's the first one we've done in that particular horizontal. And this is an RFQ versus an RFP. Should we be reading anything into that? 
Is that a little more specific because it's an RFQ that was made? Request for quote, request for proposal. No, it's a quote. It's it's no, it's 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 no 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 no. It's 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 very serious. All right. No, no, that for sure. I thought maybe because of RFQ, sometimes I see RFQs are more specific to the company as opposed to a general tender for an RFP. I, I just want to ask you if that's the case here or uh, it, if it, it, it treat them the same. It was a, gen, it was a general tender, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to know in four months. That's the exciting thing about it. You've got here estimated award date within four months. So middle of summer, uh, you're expecting to, to, to hear back on this. I did put a date there, didn't I? <laughs> So it's estimated award date within four months. So um, and we're already three days into it. We're gonna, I'm gonna get, start getting emails asking me where it is. I'm sure. Well, that's <laughs> that's at the very least like somewhere around the end of July, right? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Somewhere around there, right? So, yeah. uh, but I was, I thought that was exciting and just came out of nowhere and I read it. So okay, that that's great. Additive manufacturing side, the 3D printing, uh, which you kind of been not quite on, but hasn't been, wasn't loud. That's for sure. Given the big things that were going 2020 with dross, right? Plasma torch. So here you say, we expect to see significant year over year improvements in our 3d metal powders offering. There are major top tier aerospace companies and OEMs in both Europe and North America, eagerly awaiting powders uh, from this new state of the art production line. How eager, how big uh, these entities? Uh, let, tell me how far I can push you for more for more information <laughs> on uh, on that. I think we mentioned in the aerospace industry, they're OEMs. Uh, they uh, they and I've said I think before that they visit our facilities, uh, the ones in Europe and the one in North America. They're very excited about it. We are the ones who basically slowed it down. And I've said before why we slowed it down is because we needed to um, lock in our improvements into our production line before we before if we get a potential contract right so the, 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 here's what people may not realize and, and we learned as we uh, we learned along the way was that uh, once you 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 uh, write a contract with these OEMs you can't change your production line that much I mean it's, it's basically locked in and we had some significant improvements and these improvements cost money to implement to, to put into the production line so it took us some time a little bit more time than we wanted and now we're actually doing that. So we're actually finishing it off as we speak, putting these improvements in. Then we're going to make start making powders, which is where we would should have been or wanted to be long, uh, you know, uh, a while back. But then I tie that into the reason why. I mean, we could have gone with the old technology, got into production, got the press release, got everybody excited. Uh, but as I say to people in the past, I'm 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 here for the long term. I'm here not to write a a press release for the quarter or or, or the six months or even to get some people off my back. I'm, I'm here because, um, because we're gonna live with that contract for five years, 10 years, and that production line. So better, best wait and come up with the best and, and something that we can live with. That's, that's what I call creating a dynasty as opposed to creating a press release. Yeah. So that's what's happening in 2021. And, and, that's, and that's what I'm extremely excited about because you know I, I look at 2021, we're gonna be in production. People are waiting. There are people that wanna put us, they wanna, um, um, uh, put us in, 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 in their list of client of companies that uh, approve us for as a client. And uh, that's what's exciting. That's what's very, very exciting about 2021. What is it about this new state-of-the-art production line that's got top aerospace companies and OEMs uh, uh, eagerly waiting for it? Is it lower cost? Is it a well, better product? Is it? I, can, I can't speak for them, but the reason why we're very excited is we've got higher production rates, lower capital, low operating costs. Uh, we believe we've improved the quality of the powder. 
Um, and when you go to higher production rates and lower uh, operating costs at the same time, that obviously affects your cost per kilogram. So you can compete sure. there. You can compete there as well. What I'm really excited about is I look out even beyond that is when you increase production rates like that, you can now introduce wires uh, and make, and make uh, powders suitable for 3D printers out of wires that were not previously viable, uh, viable using plasma because um, the higher the production rate, the, the lower the cost, obviously, per kilogram. And now we've opened up the, uh, the arena to different wires. That, that to me is very exciting. When I start blowing out new markets and, and new things for people, that's, that's extremely exciting. On the plasma torch side, uh, I just found one of the words here, you know, it, it was telling. With respect to the company's plasma torch offerings, we expect to be, we expect this offer to be significantly impacted. Uh, and I knowing that you guys, you know, choose your words carefully uh, by continued developments in the iron ore pelletization uh, industry. We're serious consideration being given to replacing fossil fuel burners uh, with pyrogenesis proprietary plasma torches. Um, how much more serious have things gotten? Because you're saying they're significantly impacted. So it sounds like you're expecting the, it sounds like the things are moving closer to the finish line than ever before. Unless you, I'm reading you, you'd, you'd expect that given what we said in the past, you, you know, we've moved along with closer to, uh, closer to decision-making events. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, proceeding as expected, um, these confirmation stages are expected if successful to result with a rollout program to replace fossil fuel burners uh, with pyrogenesis plasma torches in the iron ore pelletization industry in which pyrogenesis is patent protected. What kind of rollouts are you potentially expecting there? Like, Well, at this point, I don't think anybody's expecting anything. Uh, there's nothing there that would suggest that we, we can't roll it out or that we shouldn't roll it out. It's, doesn't, it's not cost effective. Um, so things are moving along in that particular direction. If there was somebody that said, oh, we're not going to roll out because of ABC, we'd press release it, obviously. But so far, everything's moving along as, ex as can be expected under the circumstances given the decisions and the decision process of bigger companies. You, you previously mentioned companies A, B, and C without naming them. Um, are they still in that order of potentially coming in? <laughs> well, if I told I'm stretching you, here because I'm I trying to see what you was CBNA. If I told you it was CBNA, would it make any difference? <laughs> well, there are some uh, size differentials, right? It seems like there might have been some size differentials. Between oh, them. oh, you might you might be right. I'm sorry, you might be right. So I, I I do believe that client A is the one we mentioned as the one that ordered the torch. So I think that that flows through. So client A ordered the, the torch. Uh, so. And each B wanted even less due diligence, and C wanted even less due diligence. It seemed like each were no, piggybacking I think, I think off the companies that, before there them. One, there was a one that originally did not want to do a computer simulation. Uh, I, I think we I don't like know specific we, words, but yeah, company C was the one that said. I think yeah, so. We're okay I think so. And, and I think I also mentioned that we want computer simulation, uh, uh, probably more than anybody else, because we really want to make sure that we nailed it down. That that gives more data. Um, so I think on, on this particular 
one, there's nothing much more than much more to, to talk about, George, other than all the boring updates I've given in the past. Uh, it's, okay. it's boring. I can't, I can't, I can't stress, uh, I can't stress enough how it is moving along the way it should be. I mean, it, 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 there's, there, there's nothing more I can, I can say to that. And if I pushed yeah. a little bit, because I can feel everybody, hey, you know, because they want to say the same thing. When you, because you, you know, that was a strong, that was a strong, significantly impacted. So it seems like that's uh, the strongest wording you've used about about the the plasma torch side. Uh, let's move on to HPQ because again, that's uh, that's where you're at. That in in the press release, where you know, talk to us about HPQ because uh, you say some things here about the aim of the ongoing work is to position HPQ Nano as the first to market with a commercial scale, low cost nanoparticle production system. And we expect 2021 to be a year in which significant development occurs on both of these fronts. That's the pure VAP, the QRR, and that's also the, the nano silicon reactor. Um, what should we, as shareholders, I know you can't be, you can't tell us more than that, but yeah, you know what, what should we define as a significant development? Would that mean technologically in terms of processes and get or or market wise? The um George, I mean, uh, the, the people who are listening to this are going to start throwing tomatoes at me uh, with respect to this. On HPQ, other than what we said there, I'm going to leave the HPQ, but we do expect there to be progress on both sides, both fronts, significant progress on both fronts, getting us more to conclusions that are, I believe are going to be positive. They're going to be very positive. I believe. I mean, that's why we're in it. And I've said before, um, I've said before to people, at the moment, we do not see potential in any of our business lines. We're not going to continue it just for, just to complete, just to do a contract. It makes no sense. Um, we will, we will, we will, we will bow out and 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 see if we can do something else with it. So, <clears throat> so um, uh, we're in it. We're in with HPQ. We've invested in HPQ. We're very excited about where we are with HPQ. Um, and as some people may or may not know, the one of the recently the more exciting things that are happening at HPQ with respect to the battery space. Um, that particular division or business offering that we have a, an option to give up our royalty there and take a 50% ownership in that, in that, in that, uh, in that space with them. Yeah. So we're very, very excited about what's happening at HPQ. And you do call it, I'm quoting here for the game changing PureVap family of silicon processes, which we are developing exclusively for HPQ and the subsidiary. Yeah. When you say game changing, you know, a lot of people will use those terms, a lot, especially a lot of small cap CEOs. Oh, Georgecom widgets, they're game changing. But, you know, that's just my belief, opinion, and maybe just hope, right? But you, but Pyrogenesis is a company that has delivered unbelievable technologies to the highest levels of. And, uh, and they are people, people can look back and when we say game changing, they'll see that what we actually do in each one of our offerings is, is, is very game changing, uh, very, very game changing. And so um, when we use the word game changing, we have history and evidence to back it up. Moving on to uh, growth through syner synergistic M&A. Yes. Uh, the company would conservatively consider synergistic M&A strategy to augment its growth. And you go on to talk about golden ticket, coffee and donuts, but in Dross right, you specifically say, we expect to be able to announce within the next several weeks, the conclusion of a joint venture relationship with an existing and proven technology provider. So this is uh, specifically 
relates to what I've talked about in the past is that there is a clean re residue that comes off processing dross. And being inside the fence, we saw that they can landfill it, they landfill it, or they give it to, uh, they sell it very cheap to, um, to uh, cement, cement industry as an additive. Um, we've identified and are in the final stages concluding a joint venture with a client, with a client, not a client, with a, and that's not a slip up, <laughs> with a, with a, a, a an entity well, that we don't we know, know your clients anyway. No, no, so it's, it's, it's not a client. So it's an entity that we know of that can actually take these residues and, and, and transform them into very viable uh, chemicals, added, you know, chemicals. So um, by locking this up, it's truly, as a result of us being inside the fence, seeing this opportunity, and this opportunity actually is act, is actually more than an opportunity because right now, uh, various governments around the world are prohibiting or starting to prohibit the actual landfilling of these uh, of these residues. So it's timely as well. So the idea is it'd be a, a, an adjunct to our dross right offering, which would secure our dross right offering better because not only can we do the dross right, but we can take care of the residues at the same time. It's timely because governments are coming down on these residues. And we can actually also, you know, market the, um, the, the system on, uh, separately. I mean, the, the, uh, the residue handling uh, technology separately. It's not a, it's not a pyrogenesis um, technology. It's, a, it's an add-on. Uh, it's a proven technology. It's been around for years. It just so happened that we, 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 we know about it and we're, we're trying to lock it up. And then you throw this out. This is what I mean by, again, my intro when I said just the numbers alone were unbelievable. That's half the story. <laughs> Under complimentary, the company expects to announce in the next several weeks details regarding its intent to enter the renewable the renewable natural gas market via acquisition. Um, talk to everybody about what's the renewable natural gas market. I don't think that's even I didn't really knew there was a unless you said okay, give us more color on renewable natural gas. Why are you going there? It's um, it, it's it's there's a lot of tension being given by governments worldwide on using uh, natural gas, renewable natural gas. gas let's, say, let's say you have a landfill and there's, there's gas coming off of it, cleaning it up and putting it back into the system. And there's governments around the world that are now um, legislating minimum, uh, minimum amount of this type of gas being used again in, in, this, in, the, in the overall system. And fr from, our, from our quick analysis, there doesn't seem to be enough of these um, there seems to be more of a demand than there are solutions. I mean, um, uh, systems that, uh, that actually produce it or, or, or clean it up, clean up the gas before you can put it back into the system. <clears throat> so what we're focusing on is this particular um, opportunity in the marketplace. Uh, we've come upon, uh, we've known of a, a company in the marketplace that's an interesting target. And uh, we believe we can add a lot of value to that to that entity and, and, and bring it up a, a notch or two. There's been naturally speculation on Agoracom other places to who that might be, which side of the industry you might be going after. Um, any comment on that that you wanna clarify or shed some light there? So, uh, so, so I, 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 I've seen that speculation out there as well. The, 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 the one that I, the one that I saw, my comment would be they should be so lucky. But 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 uh, specifically, I can't speak to more than we've said in our press release, other than to highlight the fact that we're targeting, I said in our press release, we're targeting exclusively private companies right now. 
and that hasn't changed. We're and there's many reasons for it. First of all, uh, there's a tendency to overpay when you buy a public company. Absolutely. It's fully analyzed. Uh, its problems are out there. Uh, I think there's a lot more advantages in in finding the hidden nut nuggets in private companies that just need a little bit of a an adjustment or a push to get to the next level. And then of course, of course, you have the the added benefit, which is kind of like a cushion from taking a a private company and bringing it under a, a, a public umbrella. There, there's usually an immediate improvement in valuation for that particular entity. We won't do anything that we don't bring some value to. Obviously, we're not just going to get into something totally new. Um, and again, we're not going to bust the bank on it either. So, I think people will be very. In, I think people. Will, I actually don't care if people, I know I'm going to like it if we pull it off. <laughs> so, Dads are, if you like it, is the biggest show. Well, I, I don't mean to be, I don't, I don't, mean, to like be, I don't mean to be arrogant, but uh, look, M&A is my background. I, I, I mean, I could, I could screw it up I, and I've done it in the past. I've screwed up in the past. Uh, but I think uh, I wouldn't want my first acquisition to have egg on my face. So we'll see. And the last part my I want first, to talk be My first acquisition, I'm going to be a pyrogenesis umbrella. And the last part I want to talk about is you really put a lot of um, effort in this one. So clearly you're repositioning the, yeah. the image of the company. And there's uh, the, comp uh, uh, the company is well-positioned to execute on strategy of growth and, and solidify its position as an emerging leader in the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. Sorry, I'm plugging in my battery while we're talking. Even well, though we've always known that, even, even though we've always, you're really specific about it this time. You talk about, governments around the world and how they're stimulating their economies and incentivizing for cleaner environmental technology. So uh, what's the signal you're sending given the fact that for the first time you're really being overt about it, repositioning well, the, the, the company? I think we've, we've been speaking to it through, throughout our, our, our outlooks over the past year. Basically, um, you take Dross right, for example, it works economically. It works. Uh, we've sold systems. Uh, we sold systems uh, in, in, in North America. We sold just our technology, and as, as we, we talked about the big draw strike deal we've done. Uh, so the systems work, but we never, we never spoke to the greenhouse gas reduction benefit, and that's key because uh, the system works on its own. It doesn't need it. it. Doesn't need the carbon credits or the government funding and things like this. We found that by not reposition, when we say reposition, we're not talking about, you know, coming out the whole new product line. Um, what we're talking about is taking the products that we have and advertising their greenhouse gas reduction benefits or their uh, right. other environmental benefits. So, that, so that's basically, um, uh, and once you do that and people start focusing on that, uh, then it opens up a whole different, you know, a whole different uh, potential marketplace. And are you seeing a really, look, we all knew when the Biden administration uh, came in that this was going to be a very big part of their, uh, of their agenda. Uh, are you seeing a lot of requests for that saying, Hey, Peter, I'm George Com. love your products. By the way, can you give me the greenhouse gas emissions data on your products as well at the same time? Are, are you starting to see more and more of that? I don't, I don't think, it's, I, I, have, I don't see it that closely tied and, and he's only been in for a couple of weeks, right? A couple of months. A couple of months, uh, yeah. A couple of months now. So you wouldn't see 
the cause effect of that. But um, notwithstanding uh, him getting in, 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 in being elected, uh, we're getting a sense that across the world, across the world, uh, that the governments are looking to stimulate their economies through environmental initiatives and funding and uh, incentives. So it's pretty cool that there's incentives out there for companies to do something they should do anyways with us because it makes sense even without them, without the incentives. So it's a double, it's a double, it's a double uh, benefit for us. That's why you said we believe these intent incentives will be a tailwind. They don't need them. Georgecom doesn't need these incentives in order to make it because a lot of incentives are given because uh, we're buying a, a product that isn't feasible or economical. So we need incentive to give George incentive to buy it just to get the ball rolling. That's right. That's not the case for Power Genesis. None nope. of your products need. Generally speaking, in all our offerings, uh, it's, it's a benefit that we just haven't been focusing on. Last statement is to you. Uh, <laughs> powerful financials, so yeah. operations are powerful. Balance sheet is as strong as ever. Organic growth, we went over some of that. Mergers, acquisitions, and a changing tide around the world. I mean, we've always been on the GHG, but now it seems like it's full throttle ahead because of the U.S. is going to be leading the way. Man, how strong is Power Genesis today, you know, the first week of April 2021 versus even just the first week of April 2020? Oh, forget, don't even compare. I mean, the two is just two different two different companies. Uh, you thought we were dangerous back then. <laughs> And now I guess you can just just say just 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 watch us. Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. I guess is the expression. Uh, we're we're positioned to do very well. I think we're positioned to do very very well. Um, it's up to us to execute and 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 bring and and, and bring it over the goal line on all on all the, on all of our offerings. Um, uh, we're, we're and that's always the case. But it just seems like every single aspect of the business is in top gear right now. You're not being pulled by one and hoping that a drag three or four others. It seems well, like each one of them is redlining in a good way. Yeah, I hate to say it this way, but you know, so, you know, it, it's almost like it's, it's our game to lose. I mean, I mean, we, yep. we have to, we've got so many, we position so that we sort of de-risk the company by doing a lot of uh, several things. Um, and each one seems to be going well. And what we're looking for, you know, if just one, two, three, you know, kicks off, it's going to be amazing. Uh, but it looks like all of them seem to be, as you said, lining up, uh, lining up to do that. Uh, again, we're positioned to do that right now. We got the cash. Uh, we got the, the, the employees on side. We've been around for like God knows how long, how many, 20 years or so. We've been around uh, for a long time. So we're not being tested as a new company. Uh, so we are positioned to succeed and, and what we have to do is we have to execute and do it. And, and I've got the team to do it for sure. I got the team to do it. Well, you guys have done it, right? It's not as if this is your first rodeo and you're hoping and you're, of course, what are you going to say? You've got the team to do it. You do have the team that does it because yeah, this we're, year's we're, financials alone were off the charts. That's right. Uh, the financials are there. The, the, as I said, the cash is there. The team is there. The clients are there. The, the 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 governments are there. The opportunities, the, the stars are lining up. Um, it's um it's where you someone would dream to be, 
I mean, last April, things were looking a little dire. Uh, you know, COVID, things shutting down, uh, not knowing what's happening with the stock. Uh, we had debt outstanding. We had, it was, a, it was a miserable time back then. I mean, it was, but not more miserable than it has been any other time with challenges of a small company, sure. you know, trying to make payroll, trying to keep the lights on, trying to, you know, uh, man, manage cash flow. Uh, and we're doing the same thing now, uh, except with less stress. Uh, and I like that you say it's yours to lose. Because what that says is your position, and unless you guys drop the ball, you're expecting a nice degree of success. So I'm going to ask you this question. Um, look at the magnitude jump that Power Genesis, and I'm talking about stock price, but the magnitude of a jump that Power Genesis took from April 2020 to April 2021 in terms of overall company strength, power, relevance, products, all of that. Would you expect a similar kind of, uh, jump for April 2022. I'll ask you, George, what would you expect given what's happening? If you ask me, because I've been around this long enough, I'm not just talking my book. If you ask me, it's there are too many things that are that are going right that it would, it would have to take something extraordinary not to achieve that. But um, that's why I'm asking you, though, because I'm not the CEO. Look, look, that I, magnitude of jump my, seems my, like... My job as a CEO, whether I have the majority of shares or not, my, my, my job, every CEO's job, is to get the company as best as they can to these type of points. That's what my job is to do. Uh, my job is to, to mitigate all the risks as best as we can, take the opportunities that we think are, are the best of all the opportunities, uh, and, and move the company forward. That's my job. But I, simply put, and my job is to continue doing that. My job is to continue adding on, uh, de-risking, uh, solidifying, lining up with relationships that make sense, and just keep on doing it and doing it and doing it again. And we will, no, look, George, everyone should know, we will fail at something. I mean, yep. and that's, part of, that's part of a company growing and, and, and building, you know, you, you do things and some things just don't work out, no matter how excited you are, no matter how you think it should work out. It's just sometimes it doesn't. Um, that's happened many times in Pyrogenesis history. Uh, one of the things that we're very strong at doing is, is picking ourselves back up, figuring out what, what's happened and, 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 and making lemonade out of the lemons and going forward and, and, and actually succeeding. Uh, uh, where others may have just given up and, and thrown in the towel. It's the same team. It's the same technology. Uh, nothing, nothing special has happened over the past year. It's just, it's gotten hold, it's gotten traction, and people are starting to understand it. Well, Peter, you've done that job really well. I think I say that about all, all shareholders. And thanks for joining us today, because I thanks. know you've got a lot to do. And the fact that you continue to reach out, talk to your shareholders, here, talk to them on Agoracom is why you've got their loyalty and why everyone believes, you know, Thanks, in the next wish, 12, 24 really months. Wish, I really wish I could have said a lot more in this interview, but we have to be careful and sure. keep it to the public, uh, what we said publicly, which sometimes is boring. Hopefully I've added some color and flavor and I really appreciate all the emails we get, all the support, all the questions. And, and we're, we're here we're here on Agoracom and, and even private emails, just send them to us and we'll try our best to answer them. Thanks. Got, no, thank you, Peter. Appreciate that. For everyone at home, thanks for watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform while you're driving or walking or hanging out. Uh, to Peter Pascali, who's president sale of Power Genesis, trades 
PYR on both the TSX and the NASDAQ. And for our friends in Europe, we don't forget about you because you're such a big part of all this. 8PY on the Frankfurt Exchange. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. See you next time. Bye.